Welcome to the Bookworthy Podcast. I'm children's author Valerie Fentress, and we are here to talk about kid lit that's good for your kids' hearts and souls. Kid lit ranges from ages birth to teens, so there is a lot of shelf space to cover. Today, we're talking with Tama Fortner, the author of many devotionals and children's books. I had the joy of talking with her last year on my again and again Instagram interview series. But today, we're going to talk about the second book in the God I Feel series that Tama wrote with Michelle Niedert. It's called God I Feel Scared. Both books focus on showing kids how to give their big emotions to an even bigger God. Welcome to Bookworthy Tama. Thank you so much, Valerie, for having me. It is my pleasure. Now, to get things going, since we're in October, we have to answer the question we all need to know. Is it pumpkin spice or apple cider? Uh, so I love pumpkin spice for about maybe three cups of coffee and one pie. <laughs> and then, um, but apple cider, I could do all the time. Ah, so it has to be the right season for pumpkin it, spice then. Yes, yes. <laughs> I burn out on it quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very sweet. It, it has yes. a very particular taste, but it can be very sweet. Very neat. Now, the first book in your series, uh, the God I Feel series, dealt with sadness. And the yes. second book deals with fear. Mm-hmm. I have kind of a personal question for you. What okay. was your biggest fear as a child? Oh, um, so when I was about maybe eight or nine years old, and keep in mind that I'm in Tennessee, and um, the whole bell witch thing is not too far from us, it was cool in my class to read about the bell witch. It was a mistake. (laughs) And I say, huge mistake. So there's a part where there's something under the bed in the story. And so under the bed as a kid, I would get like this running jump, you know, and so clear, and you know, as far as the arm could possibly reach out from under the bed, I was clearing that. And um, I, I will confess there have been a time or two that I've still done that as an adult, because there's something about that under the bed thing that, oh, that's, that's not good. It's scary. <laughs> Those hidden shadows that you're just like, but there could, there could yes, be. There could there be. Could be. There could be. And there's plenty of movies that play on that fear too, so they're not helpful. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like that's kind of a, a, a universal one that no, nobody likes under the bed thoughts. <laughs> no. <laughs> I agree. I think, what is it? I live here in Texas and we're kind of in Tornado Valley. Ooh. And so I think for me, tornadoes were always just a big fear. And so anytime there was a storm as a kid, my mom would find me in the closet with a box packed with my most precious treasures. And she yeah. just always get the biggest kick out of what's in this box. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. All the fears that kind of follow you as you get older. Yes. I mean, some of them real like tornadoes mm-hmm. and not so real, like, you know, things under the bed. So, well, I think that's kind of one of the things about your book, God, I feel scared is the goal of talking to kids about this feeling mm-hmm. and understanding what fear is and what you know being scared is and that even when we are scared we can trust in a god that is bigger than our fears mm-hmm. now uh, when you were writing this book just how has god moved in you as you've written four children on this topic you know and 
I have to say that that so much of this is due to my co-author, Michelle Nieder. She is a licensed counselor, and so she really brought the expertise to this book. Um, because I, I may be able to put words together, but I, I don't know this as well as she does. But I have learned so much in the writing of this. Um, in, in dealing with little children, you know, sometimes their fears may seem a little silly to us, but they are very real to them. And we need to address that as a real thing. Um, we talk about in the book how fear is God's alarm system. And they're still figuring out which alarms are real and which aren't, you know, which is the monster under the bed and which is the tornado. My own life, I think the biggest thing is learning to turn those fears over to God. Um, and it's something I think we learn our whole lives through and practice our whole lives through because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I know you're a mom like me and that's where some of my biggest fears come from. The what ifs and the, the maybes and should I haves and could I haves. And, and so I, God and I just kind of have a morning chat, you know, and a lot of times it covers the same ground, you know, you know. Please shield, please protect, please guide, you know, please don't let me mess this whole thing up. But even though I'm turning those same fears over to God every day, he's filling me with a peace as I do. And and it's in my own, I guess, imperfect faith that, that makes me have to turn them over to him every day, maybe. But, oh, he is so there and so faithful to give us that peace and to help us keep going even on those what ifs that don't really go away. I hear you. What is it? I think uh, do not fear is said in the Bible 365 times because we need to hear it every single day. Yes. Because <laughs> there's always something just tripping our hearts to be like, uh-oh, this yes. could, this would, what if? Because we just don't know our own future, but we do know the one who is in charge of our future. And that's, such a hard concept to grasp even as an adult that I think equipping kids at such a young age with that realization is like this may not be good but God is mm -hmm. and that I might be feeling scared but you know my feelings are real but they're not reliable mm -hmm. they're not always the truth and so I think that's really sweet what was the funnest part about working on this book with Michelle Oh, you know, we wrote this book. She was able to come to Nashville uh, for something else. And so we just sat in the living room and chatted and and she kind of downloaded her expertise. And I'm over there furiously taking notes. And um, so just that collaboration process is is so fun and, and figuring out the exact word choices. Um, but a, a close com uh, close runner in that race is seeing the sketches, our illustrator, Nomar Perez, um, we are just so blessed to have him on our team. Uh, you know, words can only do so much, but these images, um, it'll be backwards on the screen, I'm sure. But I mean, he just has such a way of bringing the emotions to life. And so that's, that's fun to see the sketches and so not my talent area <laughs> to, to see the, the words come to life. It's just wonderful. And what is it? There's so much power in, you know, books with words, but books with pictures. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They sit with you more because they just resonate on so many different levels of your own emotions and your visual and, you know, even auditory when you're listening to it. And I think, you know, what is it? The 
great thing about your illustrators, they've made the characters so simple, but so relatable. So like, mm -hmm. yes, this face, I've made this face. Yes. I, this is the way I feel. And it's one of those things that connect because, I don't know, fear just comes in so many different shapes and forms. But for a kid to be like, yes, that's exactly what I've that's the face I'm making, even if it's not the one on my actual face. It's like, that, that's exactly it. And I think that's the power of children's books for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, just a few lines. How, I mean, how many times have we made these faces, right? <laughs> and that <laughs> yes. kind of skill and talent is, that's just something that he is blessed with. He's, he's just so talented. Yes. So fun. Now, what do you hope to communicate with kiddos with this book? If they could have one takeaway. That fear is on purpose. Um, it's something from God to help us. And it's something that we can take to him and he will help us through. That would be our, our one takeaway. Um, you know, there's lots of practical things in here, like belly breathing and things that you can do in the moment. But as you and I talked about earlier, fear never really goes away in our lives. There's, it's always there in some shape, form, or fashion. But if we can instill these tools in littles to, to recognize it, to be able to cope with it, to know what is it, okay, I need to face this and deal with it. And what is it? I need to run and get help kind of fear to be able to distinguish those. If we can give them those tools at this age, then it just equips them so much better when they're older. Um, I mean, I don't know about, about you, but my generation, we didn't do that. <laughs> we, we did not uh, talk about these kinds of things. And so our goal is to equip kids better than, than we ourselves were equipped. Yeah. There was, was it growing up was definitely a, a bit of a suck it up buttercup you know, yeah. <laughs> mentality. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> You don't got anything to fear, or I will yes, give you something to fear. It's like, oh, we got that. <laughs> Good old Gen X. <laughs> yes. So too funny. Now, you have worked with a lot of different authors on a lot mm -hmm. of different projects, like uh, Lou Giglio and Lee Belesco and uh, Jamie Ivey. What has it been like to work with so many different people that are really, I don't know, kind of at the forefront of, I don't know, Christian, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, Christian platforms and thought at this time. You know, um, it has been such an honor. I uh, wanted to stay home with my kids and working on these books that brought God has brought into my life has allowed me to do that. But it's also, I guess, digging into the research for like the Levi Lesko and Louis Giglio books. Um, just seeing how other people play out their faith. It's really been a tremendous blessing to me um, in writing those books and the different personalities and the different approaches. But it's also very hopeful. Um, you know, we can look on the news or, or our Internet or however we get our information. And there's so much. Ick. <laughs> you know, just it <laughs> out there. But there are people out there who love God, who are preaching and teaching and writing for his glory and to help others find him. And, you know, it's just such a joy to be part of that. Uh, I, I just I'm just blessed. 
Well, I love how um, you and these other authors have taken really deep concepts and made them available and accessible for kids. Because I think, I don't know, kids kind of get the short end of the stick sometimes. You know, things get kind of dumbed down for them a lot. And they're so able to grasp things that, you know, I don't know that I would have been able to when I was six or seven, but maybe. I'm sure <laughs> <But> you would. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those, like, just through those devotionals and through stories like, um, God, I feel scared is just that these are big concepts about God that, man, if I had understood these at, young, at a younger age, I mean, there's no telling where I'd be now, but it is still kind of one of those like, wow, I would have saved a lot of heartache and a lot of my own fear and anxiety having those tools at a younger age. I was at a conference once where uh, one of the audience members asked me about writing for children, or I'm sorry, asked another person on the panel about writing for children. And she was like, oh, well, you know, it's not really that important what word choice you use. It's only a few words. You can just kind of throw it out there. And I, I just wanted to like jump up and down and shout, <laughs> no, no, that's not the case at all. As as children's writers like like yourself, you know, we have this not only opportunity, but obligation to give them our very best because we can spark in them not only a love for reading and curiosity and discovery, but a love for God and and laying those foundations that they can really and truly learn to trust him with the real problems they encounter in life. Um, so it's it's a wonderful privilege and a huge responsibility. Most definitely. It's one of those like I love when my kids ask questions about mm -hmm. God because they come up with the most I don't know bizarre questions, but questions I would have never have really thought of as an adult to be like, Oh yeah, we should talk about that. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, their questions are valuable and and I think you kind of forget that as an adult to be like, oh, yeah, you have your own thoughts and your own ideas of how this should go, don't you? Kids are brilliant. And I think we sell them short when we forget that. I agree. I agree. Now, Tamma, did you always want to be an author? You know, I read and I know this is so many people's origin stories, I guess. But um, when I was about eight years old, I read Little Women. And I had, I had always loved reading, but I connected with Joe March. Oh my God. I'm, you know, so many of us did. Um, I even set up like a little cardboard writing desk and I had a big closet, uh, and set up that with a little lamp and my notebook. And I have wanted to write ever since then that I, I guess that book opened up the, the fact that it was a possibility that it people like me could do that. So fun. I, what is it? That's definitely a character that impacted me as well and mm -hmm. brought me to tears at times too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so fun. And I think it's a great, what makes or the mark of a really good book is that it does not, it's the origin story for not just one person, but you know, for so many people mm -hmm. because they get impacted in so many different ways. So what has been the most impactful book in your life other than the Bible and Little Women? Oh, wow. Oh, you know, that would be like choosing a favorite child, I think. 
Um, I love (laughs) (laughs) the books from my childhood really stuck with me. Little House series, um, Nancy Drew. Um, I, I did not grow up a Christian. So these books kind of led me indirectly to Christ because, you know, Nancy went to church and of course the religion was a big part of little house and little women. And, um, yeah, so those sorts of books, um, there was another one I've always remembered who gets the drumstick. I think it was a great one. Um, biographies about great women in history, um, Dorothea Dix and Elizabeth Blackwell and Harriet Tubman. And I, can you tell I was a nerd? So is that showing? <laughs> is my nerd showing? <laughs> so. You're a well-rounded child. <laughs> I was a book nerd. Let's just, still am. Still am. But You're that, in good I company like then. Because <laughs> what was it? I I think I still have on my bookshelf the encyclopedias that my grandparents had that we would go over and there's really not much to do at grandma's house, but read through the encyclopedias. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. There was lots of fun memories of digging through books and finding out new mysteries and such. So super fun. Now, uh, when did your writing journey begin? I know you said when you're eight or so, you kind of got the idea, but when did you really take it seriously? So, uh, I I mean, I had kind of been writing a little bit all along, um, but I was an editor at Tommy Nelson, the the children's book division of Thomas Nelson, uh, wanting a way to go freelance so I could stay home with my kids. And I had an opportunity to work on the Jesus Calling uh, children's books. And that was really my first professional writing job. And uh, I mean, I had done some little things behind the scenes while I was working at Nelson, but that was the one that really got me started and seeing my name in teeny tiny print under Sarah Young's name, um, that just kind of cemented something in my mind. I think that this is actually something I can do um, for a living. Um, So it's it's been a a wonderful it's all been a God thing. Everything has everything. He's just placed opportunities and into my life, and I, I would be nowhere without him. So I love that you have just followed God's leading, and He has just put people in your path that have really given you the opportunity to bless my kids, myself, and so many other people too. So. Well, as I'm sure you know, if you don't follow God's leading, he kind of kicks you. You know, <laughs> you're, you're going down this path. <laughs> so. Yes, I have been kicked a few times. Yes. <laughs> a loving kick. Loving <laughs> kick. You know, you know, as parents, you kind of get that. It's like, okay, you are not going to obey. So we will just guide you a little yes. bit stronger yes. now. <laughs> to fun. Well, what is... Um, your favorite children's book other than your own? Mm, oh, goodness. You know, um, there was know, a book from another my... child. Yeah, <laughs> another child. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are books that I read to my kids that I loved. Um, if You Give a Mouse a Cookie, the Junie B series. Um, but as far as my own childhood, I remember there was a cat book I made my grandmother read every day. But um, for me, it was more the experience of a picture book. 
you know, that, that snuggle time and it's just you and the book and, and, you know, your loved one. And, um, I think that was the thing that stood out for me more so than the actual book itself. Yeah, there is something really special about that time sitting in someone's lap and having someone read to you. And I think that's probably why audiobooks are so popular, too. It's like everybody wants to be read to, right? Yes. <laughs> so fun. There's a quote that I love. is like readers or children are made readers in the laps of the parents who read to them or the, mm -hmm. the caregivers that read to them. And it's like, that is so true. It's just this opportunity to just love on each other with words and I don't know the precious moments with my kids too. Mm -hmm. They may not know this, but anytime they ask me to read, I have, I told myself I will never say no. And so it's like, even today with a uh, teenagers and preteens like, Hey mom, will you read this? I'm like, yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So fun. Well, what can we expect next from you, Tama? So uh, switching to the other end of the spectrum, I have an adult devotional coming out in January, uh, Everyday Joys Devotional. It's about finding God at that intersection of ordinary and divine, finding him in the everyday and his, his joy um, that is really what sustains us through the hard times. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that releasing in January. That sounds wonderful. It's neat to make that big jump from children's to adults. Was that an easy transition? You know, um, I just write. Um, I, 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 I guess um, it's maybe a break. So I alternate, you know, children's and adults and uh, trying my hand at a little middle school uh, at the moment. So I just love to write. It's so, it's just, I love it. Well, too fun. Where can people find out more about you and your books? Uh, so the easiest place to find me and my books is on my website at uh, Um That has all the links to the books and the socials. And that's just kind of the one-stop shop for uh, all of those things. Too fun. Well, I hope some of our listeners will reach out and discover all the fun books you have out there because you have quite the few. <laughs> I have been very blessed. I have been so blessed. Thank you so much for joining me, Tama. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day. You too. And thank you for joining Tama and me on this episode of the Bookworthy Podcast. Check the show notes for any books or links that we discussed. Let us know in the comments what was your biggest fear as a child. Then hit the like and subscribe button to help us discover more great books together. Happy reading.